0: Welcome, adventurers. When last we left Yonath, he was in dire straits. If you have not yet listened to episode one, please stop now and rejoin us when you have. For the rest, please close your eyes and journey with me into complete darkness in an isolated chamber in an old temple beneath a hill. Joel Rigetti's Speaking Stone Studio presents oh. Tales from the Dungeon (coughs) 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 A series of ragged coughs and gasping breaths brought Yonath back to awareness. He continued to lay slumped over. The truth was, he was not sure he had the remaining strength to sit back up. As he lay feeling his breaths pass quickly through his lungs, he imagined that he began to see a greenish light somewhere in front of him. It gave Yonath the impression of a mist, though surely it was not real, but more likely a trick of the eyes so long deprived of light. I always imagined the final light would be white, Yonath pondered with a removed consideration. The illusion of the green light began to become more intense and the sense of chill fled momentarily from his body. There was a small passage of time, and then the sound of the hobgoblin grunts came into focus. They suddenly became louder, clipped, and abrupt. Something in the back of Yonoff's mind registered this sudden change in patterns as the difference between normal talking into that of panicked shouts of fear. This was quickly followed by what sounded like metal being dropped, and then the quick retreat of noise altogether. In a moment, there was complete silence. yonif's ears strained to hear something, anything at all, his complete sense of isolation rushing into him, and then a chill like ice water was filling his veins. As the sensation washed over him, he gasped, his sense of self fading. Yoneth stepped quietly through a doorway which stood open. Torch held aloft in front of him. It was the third chamber the party had entered since passing under the stone archway into the hill-covered temple. Each chamber had taken them in a direct line deeper under the hill. Standing just past the door, Yoneth held the torch up higher still and outward, pivoting slowly. He tried his best to get the torchlight to encompass as much of the newly entered room as possible. Despite his efforts, the light did not reveal the size of the room, but instead it made an arc of light that spread out before him on the stone floor. The wall just behind him disappeared into the darkness to his left and right. Yoneth paused now to listen. For the briefest of moments, he thought he heard some scraping or scratching of movement from beyond the light to his right. Yoneth closed his eyes and focused all his energy on listening to see if the noise would repeat. Something brushed against Yoneth's right leg, his eyes snapped open, his arms speeding to unfurl his axe, his vision darting down. Only to fall on Snare, who was pushing silently past Yoneth, dagger drawn. Snare paused a few steps past Yoneth, turned to look at him, shook his head in some form of disapproval, then turned away and continued to head into the room. It took an immense amount of will not to throw a curse or kick after the irritating little thief. But Yoneth forced a calm he did not feel on himself, and waved for Ortoval and Alarion to follow them into the room. Yoneth moved another ten paces into the room. Snare was ahead of Yoneth and to his left, examining an old stone pedestal which had long been toppled. The hairs on the back of Yoneth's neck suddenly stood on end, and he stopped, quietly drew his axe. And again faced the darkness of the right side of the room. Alarion was approaching as he did this, map held in hands, but lifted his head and slowed as he saw what Yannif was doing. Ortovall, just a few steps through the door, stopped in place, considered Yannif for a second, and then also directed his attention to his right while he slowly readied his shield and mace. They all stood motionless for half a minute or more. Yannif, still on high alert, saw the tension fade from Ilarion as the silence drug on. The wizard took two more careful steps, seeming to humor Yonath's paranoia, and stopped just next to him. Ilarion held out the map and said in a hushed tone, This used to be a great hall of some sort. The priests gathered here to host important guests and celebrate holy days. There should be a passageway leading out of this hall ahead and to the extreme right of the... Those were the last words that Yoneth ever heard Alarian speak. Just at that moment, there was an echoing crash and a clatter of falling stone in the far left corner of the room. Yoneth dropped the torch on the floor, grabbed his axe with both hands, and took a hurried step in the direction of the noise. As he did this, he immediately heard from behind him a sound that drew fear from his memories of the Noel Wars. Yoneth heard the low thrum of bowstrings, followed by the deadly whisper of arrows loosed. Yoneth spun again to see Alarian standing with a look of disbelief in his eyes. Two arrows protruded from his chest, followed a half second later by a shaft protruding from his throat. The light faded from his eyes. He slumped to his knees and then fell unceremoniously onto his face. Expired. Yanev caught more motion out of his peripheral vision, turning slightly right just in time to see a massive hobgoblin swinging his longsword in a savage overhand arc, finding the weak spot between Ortoval's neck and shoulder. It was obvious that it had taken Ortoval just a second longer to realize the crashing noise had been a distraction. And that was all it took. The hobgoblin's blade bit deep. Ortoval's mace clattered from his hand onto the floor. The hobgoblin pressed in, ferociously smashing Ortoval with its shield. Stunned from the vicious wound he had just received, he took half of a faltering step back before losing his footing. And falling to the ground The enemy quickly followed Stepping on Ortoval's shield arm Pinning it to the ground Away from his body A flash of metal Tainted with dark red Rose above the attacker's head As its sword poised For a finishing blow That was the last Yonath saw Of Ortoval As a blur of movement Pulled Yonath's attention Back to the left Yonath ducked a sword slash Aimed at his head The blow missed so narrowly That he felt the blade Clip the top of his helm He lunged forward from this crouched position, driving his shoulder into the midsection of the enemy furthest to his right, of what revealed itself to be a rush of three scowling hobgoblins. He heard the exhale of breath from his opponent as it flew to the ground in front of him. The moment of tangling with the first hobgoblin impeded the other's abilities to attack, and Yonath felt a muddled blow deflect harmlessly off of his armored side. Taking advantage of the confusion, Yonath took another quick step forward, to position himself so his attacker stood one behind the other. Yonath twisted back towards the opponent nearest him, swinging a mighty two-handed axe blow that found purchase in his foe's head. The axe stuck in the skull, and Yonath could not recover the blade before its ally stepped around and landed a resounding blow on his left arm. Somehow the armor stopped the blade from breaking skin, but Yonath's arm exploded with pain. Yonath kicked into the stomach of his dispatched foe, pulling at the same time, and his axe dislodged, his injured arm burning in protest. The remaining enemy swung again, and there was nothing Yonov could do to stop a second blow from crashing again into his left arm. This time, his arm fell to his side, completely numb. Yonov thought he was done for as he backed quickly away. A grin spread across the hobgoblin's face as it raised its sword again, stepping forward to attack. The grin turned into a grimace as its foot caught awkwardly on a body of its felled companion, tripped, and sprawled face down on the floor. Dazed, the enemy struggled to recover, but before it barely had a chance to move, Yonath stepped forward, swinging a ferocious one-handed blow that struck at the base of the neck, burying the blade. This time, Yonath made no attempt to remove the axe. Instead, he swung toward the sound of footsteps coming from behind, making a hurried attempt to draw his short sword. Before the blade was but halfway from its scabbard, Yonath could see it was too late. The hobgoblin he had knocked prone earlier was bringing a two-handed sword blow down at his head. A whistling noise, and a gust of air passed just over his shoulder. A dagger struck his opponent in the eye. The impending sword strike lost much of its strength, but did careen hard off Yonef's helm and into his shoulder. The attacker's momentum carried him forward, knocking the bolt to the ground. Badly shaken, ears ringing, Yonef struggled and pushed his way from beneath his foe. As he came to his knees, he registered the briefest moment of relief, realizing that the dagger had taken the hobgoblin's life. Relief was then swept away as he saw the massive hobgoblin, who had slain Ortoval, confidently striding toward him. A barked command from the hobgoblin was quickly answered by the reply of two or more new foes that lurked in the dark somewhere behind him. yonif pushed himself to his feet and ran. As he ran, he swiveled his head from side to side, searching for his remaining companion. Snare! He called. There was no reply. Something hit him in the back and his helmet toppled from his head. He increased his speed, running in the opposite direction of the hobgoblins as fast as he could. He ran through the center of the room, still lit by the dancing light of his dropped torch. He ran out of the light and into the dim. Twenty heart-pounding strides later, Yoneth's stomach sank in horror. He had come to the corner of a room. He was trapped. He turned back towards the room's center. Torchlight and guttural voices slowly approached. He spun back to the corner. In the vague light of the approaching torch, Yannif noticed the very corner of the room was darker somehow. Uneven. There was a crack in the wall. Yannif dropped his sword on the ground and dashed to it. The crack was barely wide enough for him to fit. It was his only chance. He pressed in. He was only a few cramped steps in before realizing the crack shifted into an even smaller tunnel-like crevice. Left with no other option, Yonov shoved his head and shoulders inside the crevice and pushed. He squeezed forward in the darkness. Another push and he stuck for a moment. His right leg splayed out behind him. Muffled but excited shouts of alarm came from behind. An unbelievable searing pain burst from Yonov's trailing foot. He screamed, wiggled and clawed with his good arm. A surge of movement and he slid forward a little. Another scream and he moved forward just a bit more. All thought left his mind. Like a trapped animal, Yonov clawed, crawled, and struggled into the suffocating darkness. Yonov's vision slowly returned, his breaths coming rapid and shallow. Oh, strange, Yonov thought. The imagined green mist had become something more. He struggled to come further awake, his eyes straining to focus. Could this be? The green mist now vaguely resembled the shape of a tall but gaunt humanoid body laying near the center of the chamber. And then, a sensation Yonath had never felt before. His body labored to sit back up, though Yonath had had no thought or desire to do so. His arm then moved of its own volition, tearing cloth from the bottom of his tunic which hung below his armored waist. Next, his arm worked to unbuckle the greave on his right leg, casting it aside, then awkwardly slid the torn strip of cloth under his leg, just above the knee. His arm then managed to pull the ends of the strip up over his leg. His body leaned forward as his hand passed one end of the cloth up to his mouth. Holding the material unwillingly between his teeth, the right hand went about its work, forming a knot. Yonov tried to stop this motion, but it persisted. He tried to scream, but he could not. For the first time, Yanev sensed a foreign presence within his own mind and realized he was no longer in control of his body. His consciousness recoiled in dreaded anticipation as his body used his teeth and his good hand in unison to tighten the tourniquet, which cut deeply into his flesh, stemming the flow of blood to his mangled foot. Then came the voice of the other inside him. We cannot have you leaving us just yet. Master is returning, and will soon be in need of a soul. So ends the tale of Yoneth's fate. Though it is but one moment in time, and it is but one thread in an ornate tapestry, Please join me next week for the beginning of our next tale, Hidden Among Barrels.